and welcome to the Mountain Munch podcast, the show that covers any outdoor topic from fell running to nature writing and from current issues to epic adventures. We aim to cover it all whilst always asking our guest that all-important question. What is your favourite adventure snack? This episode has been a long time coming. Uh, recorded back in September, I had the absolute delight in chatting to Ollie Hawkley, the man bringing the Big Bike Film Night to Scottish audiences. Since recording this episode, the Big Bike Film Night has travelled all over Scotland and has sold out multiple venues. I really hope it returns for 2022 with yet more thought-provoking, beautiful and diverse biking films. This episode contains a lot of chat about pies, uh, some questionable Gaelic pronunciation and the idea of number eight wire thinking. And we do actually talk about some bikes as well. Anyway, I hope you enjoy and maybe even feel compelled to go for a bike ride afterwards. Welcome to the Mountain Munch podcast. Today I'm talking to Ollie Hawkley, an avid biker who is here in Fort William promoting the Big Bike Film Night, a selection of short, diverse biking films aimed at spreading the love of life on two wheels. The idea started in New Zealand and, like Ollie himself, has travelled to Scotland, where the biking, I can assure you, is rather good. So kia ora, Ollie. Welcome to our wee podcast. And as always, I'd like to start with the most important question. What is your favourite adventure snack? Cure Rachel. Um, thanks. I think my favourite adventure snack, which is gives me the warm and fuzzies when you're on the hill, is uh, bacon and egg pie. Ooh. So uh, you can have it hot and cold, but obviously if you put it in your rucksack or in your saddlebag or even in your jacket pocket, it's a uh, and it's a breakfast, lunch, or dinner as well. So yeah. that is my favourite snack on the hill and I also had a nickname in New Zealand um, which was two pie two pie because I didn't just eat one pie I <laughs> ate two pies uh, <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah that's that's pretty much gives you a good insight into me I uh, I like food and I like getting outdoors I mean and kiwis love their pies oh yes yeah. I have literally stopped on my bike tour in New Zealand to make sure I go to Sheffield Pie Shop, right. uh, which is very good. Um, but yeah, there's the, the, their whole pie selection in New Zealand is incredible, but your choices are bacon and egg. Yeah, that's probably, uh, it's one of my choices. I mean, uh-huh. I, as you can see, I got a nickname relating to pies. Um, so I do have a number of fa- favorite pies. The best pie I've probably ever had was a Scotch egg pie. Ooh. in um that was in canterbury and uh yeah that was something special okay. it really was was well, there a certain situation that it made it that special were you having a really tough day or was it just no no i was actually time? i was actually on the way to uh away to the, on the way to the ski field at roundhill and um it's in a little place called geraldine oh yeah, yeah. i know geraldine yeah. yeah so yeah it's a yeah it's a very uh it's a popular pie shop and uh, yeah, the the Scotch egg pie there, I could highly recommend. Oh, yeah. cool! Do you have like condiments with your pie, like a bit of brown sauce, or you just take the? No, I've never pie? been a uh, never been a condiments, just straight pie. Just really. straight pie. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like it. Oh well, that's made me happy because I love pies as well. Pork pies are my favourite. Yeah, pork pies are good yeah, over pork here. Pork pies are good. They're yeah. cracking. Uh, anyway, we'll stop talking about food for a while. <laughs> um, so, first question is, why do you bike? 
That's a that's a deep question, isn't it, for someone that bikes a lot? I've always biked, always cycled, shall we say? Um, and I can I can remember the feeling that I got the very first time I cycled a bike vividly. I can remember exact location, the exact bike, the feeling, and the feeling was of, of freedom and and the ability to freely explore beyond you know you know the, your horizon and i think bikes you know bikes have taken me to places that i've really appreciated and mm-hmm. i love the fact that it enables me to switch off um and i always feel like i'm a better individual when i come back from a bike ride or if i arrive somewhere by bike i think i'll probably arrive a better person so that's a little bit of a snippet to why I bike. I could talk about it for a long time, but uh, it's been a big part of my life riding bikes. And I've got lots of stories about bikes. So that's yeah. why I bike. So obviously you have a deep love of biking, uh, amongst other things as well. But is that why you've got involved with the Big Bike Film Night? Um, if you distill it down that far, I think, yes, Yuck, I, I like bikes. And... Um, if I'd say an ideal evening watching films about cool bikes and biking adventures and people that can tell a story about a bike um, is an ideal way to spend an evening if it's not on a bike Um, yeah I think I've also got involved with the big bike film night because I was in the audience and I appreciated it and I know Brett the curator very well and um, and we actually met on a biking adventure on the old ghost road in New Zealand um, in a um, in in the Stern Valley hut under candlelight very romantic setting (laughs) and uh, we spoke about bikes and bike films all night before we uh, collapsed into our bunks and then went off on our merry ways the next day Mm -hmm. so um, and it's also a a little bit of New Zealand that I'm bringing to my new home of Scotland that's part of it yeah I was going to say that so obviously the Big Bike Film Night originates from New Zealand. Yes. And you spent a fair amount of time living there, not not originally from there. No, but, uh, no. Um, but it, you've brought it over here, and was that something that you intended to do um, moving over here, or is this something that sort of uh, just organically kind of happened over Yeah, I mean, obviously there was a conscious decision at some stage, but I think it was kind of organic, you know. It was going to the big bike film night in nelson and the for people that don't know that's the north um nelson is in the northwest corner of new new zealand south island and i went to a little cinema with my friends to watch the big bike film night for the last what i was thought thought was going to be the last time and it was one of my last evenings out with some of my cycling friends and um and i look back on that and i think that this is all part of extending that connection yeah. and an ability to bring something here from what I call home. Yeah. Know. Yeah. I mean, that that's something that a lot of people have talked about in when you get into a specific sport or a, a like a hobby, something you do have that community. And I guess something that's so wonderful about the biking community is that it is so diverse um, mm. and seeing some of the films that you've just shown me now, I'm gutted that I can't be there this evening to watch more of them. But um, 
yeah, that that's something that seems to be really important in the Big Bike Film Night is promotion of diversity and that sense of community and that anyone belongs to that. Do you think that's one of the most important things about the Big Bike Night? I think it's um oh it's certainly a big part of it. I mean, um I wish I could be sat here with Brett Cotter, the curator, actually, and he, he talks about that as well. Because um, I, I tend to talk about the Big Bike Film Night as as being sat in the audience, like it's something yeah. that I love. Yeah. So I am presenting it to Scotland. Um, <laughs> but the 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 strap line, so it's a very corporate term, the strap line of the Big Bike Film Night, but we, we do say it's all bikes, all terrains, all good. Um, bikes form a central part of the evening but the stories are often very human um, and uh, there just happens to be a bike involved in some way shape or form yeah which is like many people's lives right bikes are are used all over the world um, to do different things to Mm -hmm. take kids to school to um carry goods and 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 produce um to go on adventures to as a way of commuting as an alternate transport now i think we'll probably see more people biking um biking is more popular than ever right so yeah yeah it forms a big part of our lives Yeah. yeah so thinking about that what are your hopes for the future of biking um you mentioned there just about transport and um like commuting and things like that and and alternative ways of travel and i'm thinking about like climate change Mm. and things like that i personally love seeing a country seeing a place via bike um Mm. but do you think that's something that's going to be that's going to happen more in the future maybe through biking films people will get more interested in it and stuff i hope so i hope that you know each each show that we put on of the big bike film night there's one or two folk that are inspired to do something differently with cycling. Um, Whether it be enter an Ironman or Mm -hmm. actually say, well, rather than take the car down to Tesco's, I'm going to take the bike and I'm going to get some panniers for that um, bike that I've got in the shed and I'm going to start looking at the world differently and and, and with a bike in it. Because I think it's it's an important part of... um, decarbonisation and I think we all know climate change is real and it's upon us and um, also from a well-being perspective I find that um, cycling is quite a a gentle way um, a graceful way Mm -hmm. of travelling and and of being and there's an artistic element to it as well and um, there's a cult element as well that, that they had in terms of cycling and but several different cults as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it takes on many forms and I think it's uh, uh, going to be a central part of our communities in the future mm. because it has been for a long time. You know? Yeah, yeah, no, it definitely has been. Um, it's, a, it's just a really nice idea to think that more people will be biking in the future and mm. with the development of um, electric bikes, there was a bit of a debate for a while. I don't know if you have had been in one of these debates where, you know, e-bikes are the devil because, you know, it's not proper biking. But in my eyes, if somebody chooses to bike to the shops on an e-bike over using the car, you know, they're getting uh, out yeah. doing exercise, yeah. they're getting out, you know, for the mental health. Like, that is no bad thing. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. I definitely agree with you there. It's It's... Yeah, e-bikes are here 
to stay and develop. I think that in terms of a product, they're on a really steep um, evolutionary you know, cycle. Yeah. Um, they're going to get, some of them will get more powerful and lighter. Um, some of them don't need to because they really are a, a, sh a shopping aid, right? Mm -hmm. um, and that's good as well. Um, yeah. But they definitely have a place and, and I am a supporter of them. Um, certain aspects of e-bike use is, is developing in terms of the approach. Um, but yeah, that, it's just another form of cycling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah talking about all the different forms of cycling, there are so many forms of cycling. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I personally do a little bit of mountain biking, a little bit of touring, a, a little bit of like sort of road biking area. I've never touched a BMX because it, quite honestly, the whole thing terrifies me. But there's just so much diversity in the form of two wheels itself. And I think that's a really exciting thing. And it's something that um, the Big Bike Film Night has shown just through the clips that you show me today. Mm. There was three different styles of biking. We saw some downhill, we saw some BMXing, and we saw some touring. Mm. And I think that's incredible. What personally do you is your favorite way to use a bike? Or how many bikes yeah. have you got for a start? Um, at the moment, I just have two, um, two bikes that um, serves how I use a bike really well um and i have a sort of a, a sort of high-end enduro machine i guess that yeah. i uh used to uh get up the hill and then go down the hill as as fast as i can or as in a in as an exhilarating way as i can um try not to fall off and um I also have a quite an old school style mountain bike, um, mm -hmm. which is a steel frame with 2.8 tires on it that I use for bike packing, but also gravel riding in the Eastern Kingdoms, yep. which as uh, terms of a bike selection that, that serves that area very well for what yeah. I'm into. Um, I occasionally will borrow a road bike off a friend and go for a road cycle with a friend. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's off-road is where it's at with me. Yeah, off-road. Yeah, very thing. much, that's my, yeah. my thing. Yeah. yeah. So you mentioned the Cairngorms there. Um, have you got any other trips uh, planned or anything with around Scotland or anything fun, exciting stuff <laughs> planned? You can see I'm smiling from here to yeah. here right now. <laughs> you um, got so many ideas. Oh, I'm always <laughs> planning trips and always <laughs> looking at maps and turning around to my my wife and saying we could do this um or we could do that with the kids or yeah and and oh yeah there's heaps of stuff heaps of stuff and and yeah. i think that you know living where we live on the the, the um foothills of, of the cairngorms essentially we uh we're very lucky with what's on our doorstep um and yeah i've got a heap of heap of little adventures planned yeah, yeah. Um, do you do you have a preference to how you go out and adventure? Do you like to do it solo? Do you like to go in groups? Do you like family time? I look. I love. I've loved the the family trips that we've done on bikes. Yeah. Um, and we did some pretty cool trips in New Zealand on on bikes. Even when the kids were very young, yeah. Um, found a way to do it. And to be honest, that's been led. You know, those trips are often led by my wife. Um, mm -hmm. You know, she's. You know, pretty gung ho. We're taking the kids and we're doing this, and it's great. You know, it's yeah. it's wonderful for us as a family to have that um, leadership. But um, there's a time and a place for me to go on my own. Yeah. Um, 
and there's a couple of trips in New Zealand that I, I used to do that I really loved being there on my own it was mm -hmm. it was a really special experience but yeah equally going with good friends yeah you know, it's a it's a great crack and um yeah. you know i enjoy the banter and the planning and then the decompression afterwards which usually happens over a, over a cold beer it's uh yeah it's all part of the experience you yeah know? yeah part of it. do you have a a favorite place to travel uh, to, like to bike in new zealand i think that if you ask that question of most of my cycling buddies in New Zealand, they would say that the old Ghost Road ha held a special place in Ollie's heart, and it does. It it does. does uh, <laughs> it's becoming a bit more, very popular now. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, and I have to say, I used to sort of kind of deliberately sometimes ride it in the middle of winter um, right. when you wouldn't find so many folk up there, yeah. and you have to sit on top of the hill on the tops and just soak it all up. Yeah. You have to be careful on the weather forecast, but um, yeah. Yeah, it's held, it is a very special special track. It's New Zealand's longest single track. Um, mm -hmm. Actually, this season's Big Bike Film Night showcases a film that travels the Ghost Road, um, and its backstory is amazing and how it was developed. Mm -hmm. um, and it is just beautiful. Yeah. Um, it's a stunning, stunning part of the world mm -hmm. in the Kaharangi National Park. Yeah, I am gutted I never actually got to bike that. I was travelling around New Zealand on a steel-framed uh, gravel bike with panniers, so it probably wasn't too appropriate <laughs> to be... I don't know, you, you would have you been okay. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's a name like the Old Ghost Road, it's, it kind of gives it this legendary status by its name. I mean, it has got some technical parts, yeah. um, but most of it is doable on a gravel rig. Yeah, um, I think if I was so. just on the on the bike, probably would have given it a shot. But with fully laden panniers, it's yeah. a <laughs> different matter. Yeah, the, 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 uh, dragging those down the skyline steps would have been um, could have been quite interesting in in a, in a big storm. So, yeah, yeah. it would have been very sad if that had happened. Um, so thinking about so if that's your favorite one of your favorite places in New Zealand to bike, is there a particular spot in Scotland that's maybe that's not comparable, a, yeah. but something that's just like you know what that's a really awesome place to go biking well i've been here a year and a number of those months have been in lockdown we haven't this been able to true. travel yeah <laughs> i think i am still to discover the place that i think wow that is it you know yeah. right now everything is new which is a really yeah. exciting place to mm -hmm. be and i've seen some wonderful spots already um I did the the loop, the ride up. Excuse the pronunciation here. Sorgaf, Sorgaf. It's um, just out of um, Aviemore, and that was a special ride. Um, okay. That was that was lovely, and I uh, did it on a good day, and and really enjoyed that. Is that Monroe? Yes, it is. S G U double R G A O I. That's it. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that is a pretty. How do you how do you pronounce it? I'm also probably going to butcher this. Um, <laughs> I, I would say Skurgoth. That's it, yeah. Skurgoth. It's uh, better windy, than me, anyway. Windy Point roughly yeah. Yeah. translates into... I mean, it, well, last time I was up there, it was very windy. Yeah, um, yeah no, it's a pretty... Uh, it's sort of Glenfeshy way. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah Glenfeshy, yeah. yeah. You um, look back over to Glenfeshy. Oh, think, it's stunning. Yes, yeah. yeah, and incredible rock structures looking down into the... That's what the I loved, below. yeah. 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 Yeah, no, that's a that's a really quite a special spot. Actually, it is an amazing spot. 
Mm-hmm. I think uh, you almost feel like you sat on the top of a sleeping dragon when you're up there. That's oh, how I, I feel. I actually said that. Mm. I said that like to my pal when we're up there. I was like, <laughs> I feel like I'm sat on some sort of sleeping beast of some sort because <laughs> it, it, it was the 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 clouds are swirling around. It's really atmospheric. Yeah, it's a wonderful spot. Yeah, um, but I haven't done Torridon yet. Torridon is yeah. is I also have not touched Torridon. Um, but that is seemingly the place to go for your single track. Mm, a lot mm. of people around here have highly recommended that. I've been told a number of folk that I need yeah. to get over there and, and yeah. have a look at Torridon. But I mean, locally in, in where, where we're living um, in Aberdeenshire, like we have some great pieces of single track as well. That's yeah. um, pretty good. Like um, everyone talks about Heartbreak Ridge being a really fantastic trail. It is. Mm-hmm. It's a wonderful trail and it's been looked after really well by the Aberdeenshire Trail Association. And um, yeah, that's a that's a great piece of single track for a you know an hour size ride. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. Well, you've still got lots to explore, which Heaps. is like super exciting. It's a nice way to be. Yeah, super exciting. Um, so going back to some of the the films um, that we watched just there, um, two of them that we watched uh, involved young women doing some pretty rad stuff. Yeah. Um, I find that personally very inspiring because I didn't think, you know, when I was younger, I could do that. And you've got two daughters and you have said as well that they find it quite inspiring to do that. How, yeah. how important is for you is putting those sort of films into this selection? Yeah, well, it, it, well they do to, to, um, to be frank, I mean, it's my, my friend um, Brett Cotter that, that curates and selects. Awesome. Um, obviously, we speak about films, you know, a lot, yeah. and and that's yeah. um, and I just have a huge amount of trust in his his ability to push the envelope there, and yeah. that is why I choose to to present this because that mm-hmm. is clearly, as we as you say, is is important to me, yeah. um, and I think it's becoming increasingly important to me as well in the, because I see the value of diversity of thought in our society generally um, yes. everywhere at the moment particularly and um, if we can convey those messages through cool short films about bikes yeah. that makes people think about differently or yeah. or um, young folk to, to view the world mm-hmm. without any barriers yeah. that's pretty cool to be able to do isn't it? Is yeah. it worth, I think it's worthwhile yeah. um, I said something recently off the cuff, which I've, that I think a, a passion doesn't, you know, it, it is a passion isn't always going to be fun, but it's going to be worthwhile. Yeah. And you know, getting the big bike film night to screens in Scotland in the middle of a pandemic, yeah. has been a passion <laughs> that has sometimes been very <laughs> frustrating. Yeah. Um, you know, it's been a year in the making, and yeah. um, we only just premiered it two weeks ago. Yeah. And. Um, so there has been some banging your head about against the brick wall moments, yeah. but for those points, mm-hmm. I, kn- I know it's worthwhile because yeah. that content um, does make people think mm-hmm. and and challenge themselves and inspires people as well. Yeah. Um, so we've had some great feedback yeah. on those particular points. Yeah. Why do you think that it's important that people um, in in Scotland have access to this because it's a New Zealand thing and they've started touring in Australia as well. Mm. Did you just say, look, I want to 
let everyone here know that this is a thing? Mm, I so, um, I think it's more simple and perhaps a little selfish in that I wanted <laughs> to keep watching the Big Bike Film Night. So I kind of thought, well, yeah. if I like it, there'll be a bunch of other folk that might like it too. And I said to my wife the other night, I was kind of expecting sort of 10 or 20 people to be into it and that would be cool and we'd kind of talk about the films a little bit like a film club. Um, and uh, no, Balata, we had 120 people show up. That's pretty good. And it was mind blowing. And uh, the conversations that we're st- I'm still having with people that went to that night yeah. is really cool. Yeah. Um, and look, I, I find them inspiring mm-hmm. and it's something that I did think that others would enjoy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, but really, it's because I like it's it. It's because you <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do podcasts because I like chatting to people, so <laughs> I can hold my hand up and say I well, agree. There you go. Follow your passion. Yeah, so. <laughs> follow your passions. Um, so something you have said to me, which I'm really intrigued by, is we watched one film in particular, and you said the difference between Kiwi's reactions yep. to that film yep. and... UK or Scottish audiences to that film just yeah. very massively are, are there many things we just think oh that's they're so different in terms of audience reactions I mean it generally um, I mean I'm midway through the tour so I'm careful to draw uh, rock solid assumptions but yeah. yeah I mean we're talking there about a, a couple of, of young Australian adventurers uh, who ignore the advice of of uh, of some local fishermen they go to sea yeah um and i won't sort of spoil spoil the story but Mm -hmm. it was risky and i I have had a number of people say they were told not to go but they went in a way and that's you know scottish audiences have said that a couple of times to me Mm -hmm. um whereas i think in new zealand people would celebrate the fact that they were told not to do it but they went and did it and yeah. You know, the, yeah. there's that sort of frontier mentality in New Zealand. Yeah. Um, there's a real entrepreneurial spirit, spirit in New Zealand yeah. um, that's very, very strong. And it all comes back to that sort of number eight wire thinking, you know, the old agricultural wire yeah. that, that fixes fences, it's yeah. number eight gauge. Yeah. You can fix anything with it. You can right. do anything with it. Okay. Um, and you can do anything you want with it if you want. And yeah. uh, we call that number eight wire thinking, that entrepreneurialism. Mm-hmm. That okay, we'll, we'll we'll rig it and give it a go anyway. Yeah, and uh, and that's why I think the reaction to those types of films is slightly different in, in New Zealand because yeah. they'll celebrate that sort of maverick um, a yeah. wee bit more, shall we say? A wee bit more. Um, than I've seen <laughs> in Scotland so far. Yeah, um, people love the cinematic experience of that one. Um, oh, it's beautiful. But again, look, it creates debate. And is that an important debate to have? You know, do you, you know, in terms of listening to the advice of locals yeah. on an adventure? Yeah. And then we talk about calculated risks. And yeah. I think that's a really interesting debate to have as well mm. amongst people that are into the outdoors. Yeah, that's, that's something that if you're into the outdoors, you are constantly, or you should be kind of thinking about the risks of what you're doing. Absolutely, um, yeah. Yeah, because the the reason we like doing it to some extent is because it is a little bit risky. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, there's a thrill. There is a a small thrill there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So this is the first year that it has been in Scotland. Yeah. 
are we going to see other years of the big bike film night? I hope so. Yeah. Because um, I want to watch it again and yeah. again. <laughs> um, yeah, I really hope so. Uh, I, I think, uh, yeah, we're working out where the audiences are that, that like it and want to see it. And um, that is the intention. Yeah. To, uh, yeah, to uh, keep coming back with lots of different types of films for people to get inspired by and get out on adventures and uh, go and do things with bikes yeah that sounds super fun I'm keen for biking films biking fun diverse biking films that aren't just all loud music and going downhill super fast Mm. Um, Mm. a bit of diversity in all biking films yeah I'm with you there you know love bikes um, and going downhill fast is is cool it's it's, uh, quite exciting to watch but I couldn't watch it for two hours you know it's uh, um, it's nice to have a bit of a mix, eh? Yeah, definitely. So, uh, to finish off then, what would be your top tips for creating a tip-top cycling film? Um, well, look, it's um, as we've spoken about, diver- cycling films can be hugely diverse. I think for a cycling film, mm-hmm. rather than something that is selling a product or a brand, yeah. it's, it's very different, right? And, yeah. and I think... In our day-to-day lives, if we're clicking around the internet, you're going to see a lot of um, cycling films that are selling something or positioning something, which yeah. presents it in a certain way. Yeah. But for a true film, I th- you know, it has to have a strong story. Um, yeah. And it has to have some central characters with a really yeah. important story. Yeah. Um, or fascinating story or uplifting story or and a story that's going to take you on a journey. Yeah. Um, and of course there are cycling films that delight because they are a cinematic experience mm-hmm. and a bike just happens to be the central figure yeah. but there are also films that are um, very human yeah. and um, again the bike just happens to be the um, consistent theme yeah. so yeah it has to have a story it has to have a story Yeah. excellent well thank you very much Ollie for sitting down and chatting to me Thank you, Um, Rachel. I've really enjoyed our WeChat and uh, good luck with the rest of the tour. Thanks very much. Take care. you enjoyed the episode and if you want to know more about the big bike film night there's a couple of links in the show notes for you to follow and if you haven't already please subscribe or follow to the mountain munch podcast to hear more delightful chats with wonderful outdoorsy folk Thank you for listening to the Mountain Munch podcast. A new episode will be released each month and you can find them on our website at mountainfestival.co.uk and you can also find us on Spotify. Just search for Mountain Munch and you'll spot our fantastic logo by Sparrowhawk Design. And finally, if you can rate and review this episode, that will really help us reach a wider audience. So until next time, happy adventuring and don't forget the snacks.